Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking Week 12, Waiver Wire, trying to go over the best ads for the week. But before we get into that, let's just talk quick, a little bit about the Chiefs Chargers game, which just finished up with uh, just a really bad interception from Philip Rivers. There, he's had a he had a few of those tonight. But I mean, Chargers were in their typical down by a touchdown with the ball type thing. I mean, I swear that's every game for them. But Rivers four picks tonight. He did have three hundred fifty three yards, only one touchdown, but four picks. Ugly game for him. Um, I don't know. It's it's been that kind of year for him, I guess. For fantasy-wisely, he has not been good. I mean, three picks last week, four picks this week. I guess the bye couldn't come at a better time for him, but... Yeah, not good for Rivers there. No, yeah, I'm not... I'm not really sure what is going on with him or the team in general. Um, He started off okay, but yeah, the last three, four weeks, he has been very bad. And I... I mean, he played bad. You can't explain away four interceptions. (laughs) But... um. I do understand like where they came from. One of them was just you know whatever bad. One of them, one, one of them was, was essentially a punt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. One was deep. Like, you're trying to make something happen at the end of the game. You have to force it into the end zone. And the other one, Matthew, just played him like a fiddle. It was a great interception by by him. Um, but you know it it you you can't make all of those uh, mistakes in one game. So uh, bad by him. They kept throwing Melvin Gordon. Um, he he looked good. He he's back. He didn't get a touchdown. He, he gave him 14 carries. Obviously, they started being down and throwing the ball a ton, but you know, almost five yards per carry. He looked good again. And then Austin Eckler, in order to spell him, he looked good as well, especially on the receiving aspect. If you keep playing him, you're looking really good because he was targeted 11 times, turned that into eight catches for 108 yards. No touchdowns for you, either of the running backs, but um. I thought they both looked good, even though you, you wish that Melvin Gordon would get a little more production. Yeah, I mean, you, you wish he'd do a few more carries, but he looked he looked good. Eckler looked good with receiving. I mean, even Keenan Allen looked better today. Got himself a touchdown. Hunter he Henry, did. I thought, looked yeah. pretty solid. I mean, overall, the skill position players are good. Yeah, and Mike Williams, uh, I wish he would just get going because every once in a while he'll flash. Oh, he had that, 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 that huge yeah. catch at the end where you're like, why don't you do that all the time? <laughs> so, right. uh, I mean, unfortunately, not a. I mean, that kind of saved your your game, honestly, if you were playing him. But um, so yeah, top four guys did well catching the ball. Melvin Gordon was uh, a fine play as well. So, even though they didn't look particularly great, um, you had quite a few people that you know made you happy enough. And then I guess for the Chiefs, the other side of things here is that was not a typical Patrick Mahomes game for you. Only 182 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick. He did run for 59 to make it a little better of a game, but it was yeah, just not a very good game for him. But I, Tyreek Hill got hurt. That you know that has something to do with the running game was non-existent after I mean, Damian Williams got hurt. Sean McCoy went out. It's just a tough game for them. They get the win, but not great for Mahomes. But Kelsey was great again, like normal. But that was about it. It was really about it for him. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like it. 
Mahomes in uh, standard scoring. I think he got just a tad bit above 17 points. It's pretty pretty impressive when that's a crap game for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, he, he saved it with the rushing, which he doesn't always do. But, um, yeah, it kind of does show you how, how useful Tyreek Hill is. I mean, the guy has been lighting it on fire, and then without him uh, – Kelsey owners must <laughs> must have enjoyed it a little more because he got 10 targets, which was uh, great to see. What did you make of the Daryl Williams to LaShawn McCoy uh, snap count? Well, I mean, most of it there was after McCoy went out a little bit with Daryl Williams came in. But, I mean, McCoy still, even with Damian out, it's not like he only had seven carries before he went out. That's not a lot. It, it's just a, I don't know what's going to happen. They have a bye week though. And then, so Damien's going to, I don't know what's going to happen anymore. Damien will be back. LaShawn will be back. Daryl Williams will be, they'll all be out there. Who knows? This is, um, man, I can't trust that battle though. I wouldn't want to play anybody in the backfield. Honestly, I thought we were getting to the spot where Damien Williams was all of a sudden the guy. And I mean, the injury hurt that, but it was not even like he was that good. Man, I don't know what to think about this. Um, I, I truly don't either. I mean, I really don't. Yeah, not at all. I mean, and then, yeah, Daryl really did get more work than him, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he got 11. But Darryl, I mean, it's not like he looked great with it, though. No, <laughs> I mean, he really didn't. And and that's the thing. I mean, if I mean, if I was going to say who looked the best, it would be maybe LaShawn McCoy by a little bit. But that is, I mean, take away he, his, you know, 60-yard touchdown run, and, I, I would, you know, you, you don't know. <laughs> he had one really good one. One really good run that he actually fumbled it and recovered himself, though. That, that looked like LaShawn McCoy of old. That, the way, you know, the moves he made on that looked awesome. But, yeah, just, um, no, no. It's just an odd game. Maybe it's playing in Mexico City is part of it. Maybe we'll just forget about this one. And it doesn't really translate. But how about we move over? I guess talk about a little bit of waiver wire here for a bit. We have a few players we can talk about. Which, on our list, as always, we just bring up players that are either 40% owned or less in ESPN League. So, it kind of limits it a little bit. So, it kind of uh, takes away Darius Geis this week. So, we don't need to talk about him anyway. We've talked about him forever. He's over 40% now. So, he's not going to make our list. But I had my... this. I mean, this depends on too what you need. Running back or wide receiver. But wide receiver-wise, I think there's a few options. I put Debo Samuel as my number one ad for the week. I think he's been great for two weeks in a row, and I I think he needs to be picked up and put on your team. Probably started, honestly, at this point. I feel pretty decent about him. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. He, he has impressed, and he was a little up and down for, through the first seven weeks. Obviously, a bye was in there. He didn't play. He really got injured. But the last four games, um, especially with um, what looks like better quarterback play out of San Fran, and maybe it's just because they couldn't run it down everyone's throat the last couple of games, but the numbers have been very, very solid. Um, you know, and remember when I tell you these numbers, which is 10.8, this is standard scoring 10.8 for 11.2 and 13.4, that is doing all of that with only scoring one touchdown. So that is what is impressive to me. Um, three catches for eight, eight. The targets have steadily gone up, um, and you're absolutely going to need this guy going against the next couple teams. Um, I guess that would be the only knock against him. We're 13-14. You do have to go against at Baltimore, at New Orleans. But I, I really, 
I mean, we like the rookie and he's starting to show out. So I think this is a, a guy to target for sure. Then I got some other receivers up here. I mean, I'll throw out Darius Slayton again. We last we saw him before the bye week, he looked really good, so he still should be up here. Um, I like Samuel a lot more. But over Slayton, would you like James Washington and Randall Cobb right now ahead of him? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would probably, I mean, I'd probably go with Cobb right now. I'd probably just ride the hot hand. And uh, I mean, I'd probably wait. That's a hard one because week 12 is against New England. Otherwise, I would definitely go Cobb. But um. Yeah, I just don't trust Slayton. I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm maybe I have blinders on, but I feel like he's had two giant games. I just I don't know. I just don't trust it. Um, <laughs> I, I would probably go Cobb over him. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm kind of feeling similar to that, where I would rather have those guys over. And James Washington, especially if Juju and Deontay Johnson are out. I mean, who are they going to throw the ball to? Has to be Washington Slayton. There's something about it. maybe it's the team. Maybe you know, and really he he's only had a couple. What he's had a couple good games. One really big game, but not over you know a long period of time yet. Yeah, and really the one big game. I mean, he had two right. One he only got five targets. He turned two catches into two touchdowns. Obviously, that cannot continue. And uh, when he went against the New York Jets is when he had his other big one, and he was targeted fourteen times, which. The other one when he was targeted the most was eight, and he turned that into three catches. He turned 14 into 10. Um, everything just looks like an anomaly to me from the stat line. Good for him if he does it again against Chicago or any you know form of this where he gets you know seven catches or something like that. Maybe I'll start thinking that uh, this is something that he can sustain, but until I see that, I just don't trust the Giants enough. Then I guess if you're looking running back, there's not a lot of options this week, but I would say one of them is probably going to be Jonathan Williams from the Colts. So Marlon Mack's going to be out this Thursday. Jordan Wilkins, who's another option there, looks like he's not going to be playing most likely. So it's really Jonathan Williams, Naheem Hines, trying to figure out how that plays out. I mean, Williams looked good when he came in. I, you probably just, you know, it's kind of in the same, though, similar vein as Brian Hill last week. You know what I mean? It's that same sim- similar situation, which you might just take the chance if you need a running back and throw him in your lineup and maybe good things happen. Um, no guarantee. We don't know enough about him right now, but it's it's worth it's worth a shot. I don't really have other great options this week. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I had more to tell you, but I really don't. I actually think um, – I. <laughs> I'm blanking on who you said. Actually, I just want don't want to repeat. But um, Jonathan, what, Jonathan Williams. Okay, Hines. thank you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> yeah the one guy, and I feel like a homer for even bringing him up. But I think because they're going against Washington, if you do, if you're desperate for a running back, JD McKissick out of Detroit is somewhat interesting, just because that backfield is backfield is kind of kind of iffy, and he has the ability to catch the ball as well. Um, last three games hasn't been anything spectacular. Thirteen point two, five point five, five point three, but you're about to go. You're going to go against a Washington team that just yeah absolutely scorched uh, last week. So if you're in a desperate need, his name would kind of come up. But and, I mean, similar situation is Bo Scarborough, though. I guess you know yeah. he had he had a lot of carries last week. I mean, that's an interesting guy to bring up, too, because I don't personally think that the Detroit running game is going to do 
a lot by his own. And I like McKissick because he can do both. But at the same time, Bo Scarborough was a big name coming out of college. He was a big-time recruit, went to Alabama, and for whatever reason just kind of fell out of – you know, what, he was in Dallas before this, correct? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're, you're backing up Zeke. I mean, there is not a whole lot of room for you to get playing time. All of a sudden, he comes to Detroit. Um, it's kind of an interesting one where a guy with a lot of talent gets the opportunity to play. You know, can he make the most of it? He looks – he looked okay. Like I, I'm, I'm interested to see if he can kind of build on that. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's again, it's though. It depends on your situation. If you've been hit with injuries, you just take that chance and throw somebody like him in the lineup. Maybe. I mean, would you rather? I mean, that's the problem. Okay, would you rather have him, or are you taking a chance with? I don't know. I mean, who else even? That's the thing. If you're looking at waiver player, who well, else even are yeah, you throwing in? There? Honestly, if I'm, if I'm Kalen, on waiver, uh, Ballage, right? Blige, if I'm. Yeah, if, no. if I'm on the waiver wire and there's two ways in my mind, I'm looking and we've said it how many times, but I'm either going for I need to play someone and I'm taking one of these guys I'm talking about or I'm saying I'm going to I know we're we're going down the stretch. I'm going into the playoff hunt, playoff race, you know, trying to get into the playoffs and I'm going for that lottery ticket because I'm like, no, I might as well throw someone on the end of my bench. I'm probably more likely to do that. And I'm talking about the guys that we keep talking about that it feels like no yep. one is uh, doing. But Gus Edwards and Madison are two guys that I think are just, if something did happen, those are the game changers. Um, so and Tony you, Pollard. And Tony Pollard. Like, there's three guys out there that most leagues you can get. And I just don't know why more people aren't throwing them on their bench because that is a difference maker uh, to the nth degree. Those would legitimately help you win a title. If that happens and this on this week's list, which will be up on Instagram, those are the three, those three guys are at the, the last three guys on my list. It's just, I, I have to keep putting their names out there. It's just like, they're not yeah. getting picked up enough and they should. And you don't know what they're going to actually do. I mean, Gus Edwards had a big game, but do I expect that every week? No. Um, you know, Pollard had a big game too, actually, but I don't expect that to happen a lot. And it's not so much for that. It's so much just to protect yourself and heaven forbid you do have, Zeke, Cook, or Ingram, uh, you know, shame on you if you don't already have their backup. Yeah, yeah, you just need to go get those guys. They need to be picked up. And then, um, you know, there's not a lot of other the running back wise. That's it for me. There's nobody else. I don't really think there's any. I mean, receivers. I guess um, if you're looking at receivers for this week. Other ones we didn't mention, Zach Pascal's still owned in less than 40% of leagues. He didn't really do much the last two weeks, though, after his name's been brought up. He had two for 17 this past week, two for 26 the week before, so he's kind of not done anything after he became sort of relevant. He just disappeared then. So maybe you don't want him. I don't know, anybody, any other name at all that you could even think of? McCole Hardman again? Just because I mean, he didn't take that have shot. A, <laughs> he yeah, didn't do I mean, anything though. Yeah, depending on what you know what happened with Tyreek, but he didn't do anything even when he was out of the game. Um, no, I really, I really don't. I, I mean, I would be knowing that I, I would even think about putting in my lineup. No, they're just really. I mean, it depends on exactly what you need, but if you just need some points, you really just want six, seven points, and you're going to call it good. Um, you might get that from like Chris Conley from Jacksonville. He's been solid. Maybe we, we, you know, we probably even overlook him a little bit. 
Um, not not spectacular at all, but he's just if you need somebody with foals, he might be okay. But yeah, it's it's not it's not great there. Then tight end wise, I do have I have a couple names. Um, I think uh, Jacob Hollister is one, which he didn't really get his due because of the bye week when he mm-hmm. should have been a big time pickup. But now he is back this week. They're playing this week. I think you should pick him up if you need a tight end. Yeah, I think that one is a great pick. I think he would probably be my my number one. Um, I actually don't. I truly don't know. Uh, is Kittle coming back? I don't know. I, okay, I, I don't know about that one either. But if he's not coming back, he didn't get huge volume. But at the same time, um, was it Dwelly? Yeah, <laughs> Ross, Ross Dwelly. He played the part well. I think he got what four catches and two of them happened to be touchdowns. You don't expect that, but obviously touchdowns the name of the game. He has a very good shot, better than most tight ends if he's playing. And um, the other guy that I love to tout, even though um, because he is under 40%, but uh, Dallas Goddard, he's been he's been startable um, for the past handful of weeks. And he has a real shot at catching touchdowns where, you know, he's caught in four already this this season. He caught one last week against New England. He's going against Seattle and then he's going against three unbelievably good um, matchups when you start hitting playoffs in week 13, 14, and 15. He plays at Miami, uh, home against the Giants, and then at Washington. So maybe it turns out that just Ertz soaks up everything in those bad matchups. But if you're you're desperate for tight end because it's very tough to come across one you can trust, I think this guy is flying under the radar, especially coming up with all these great matchups. Then I guess I'll throw one more name out there if you need somebody. In, I'll just throw Noah Fant. He had 11 targets this past week. Uh, in week 8, he had 9 targets. In week 9, where he only got the 4 targets, he turned that into 3 for 115 and a touchdown. So he's becoming more involved. And again, it's just tight end position. Um, if you're in a deeper league, you might have to look at like a Noah Fant. But yeah, that's um, I think that's it for tight ends, though. I mean, yeah, that's about it there. I don't really have much else. Uh, again, no. it's not not the greatest waiver wire in the world, but who knows? Jonathan Williams could be a surprise. He looked really good at the end of in the last week, but the matchup was part of that. But that could be one of those players that no one expected and thought anything of, and becomes you know not a I want to say season changer, but helps you along your run if he's gonna you know if Mac is out an extended period of time. But I think that's it. I mean, I don't. I don't have anybody else. I've been just scouring the wire here and the percentages, and it's just um, not not pretty, I guess I would say. I guess, okay, how about, how about streaming quarterback? Anything that is at all there? Let me throw some of these names out here and some <laughs> matchups. See if, like, if you're if you're desperate here for in week 12 and you need to start a quarterback, let's see okay. what I got here. Baker Mayfield playing against the Dolphins. You know? Yeah, actually, against the Dolphins, I would be okay with that. And he's had – we were just kind of how bad he was earlier in the year. The last three weeks, 25.8, 21.6, 19.1. Yeah. It's gone I the mean, other way around. You know, I do have to say his numbers have improved drastically from what they yep. were, but he hasn't made any of those look easy. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> but against Miami, that kind of cures everything. Like, you're about to hit – Miami and you're going to hit Cincinnati, uh, not back to back, but in 12 and 14. So he's he's playable in those uh, good matchups. So how about uh, Jacoby Brissett? He's owned in 50 percent of leagues right now. But for a streaming option this week, it's possible he's there and he's playing against Houston. Last time against Houston, he threw for 326 yards and four touchdowns. 
in yeah. his last match. And look at Houston just let Lamar Jackson do to them. Yeah, exactly. And I'm you know, I'm actually high end Brissette. I don't he I don't think he's ever gonna be a marquee name, but I've been able to get him because no he once again he flies under the radar. And in the first you know, first what, four games of the season, not to mention you you pepper in other games when he wasn't hurt. And um he's been very surprising. Like you can almost count on getting over twenty points, even against Jacksonville last week when they just ran the all over him he got you 17 um that was coming off of injury so i, I think houston is a, a great matchup for him as well and then even there's sam darnold playing against oakland darnold's been good for two weeks now it's another i think there's actually some streaming options this week yeah i, mean, I very much agree with with that how, how how do you i don't i don't know how i feel about darnold to be honest I, he has had two great he, weeks in a row he'd be the bottom of these options okay. for me. like i would actually <laughs> trust baker over darnold I'd pro- I mean, I'm trying to think who I – you know, me personally, I think I'm actually – I'd go with Baker. I, I'm just – I'm still a Baker Mayfield guy. I'd go with Baker, Brissett, yeah. then Darnold, but that's kind of my just, order with him. I do have to say Darnold is being gifted possibly the easiest six-game stretch I've seen yep. a quarterback get in a long time. I mean, listen to this. I, I This made me giggle when I actually saw this, and I was like, for the love of God, if this was – and not bagging on Darnold, but if this was another quarterback, like if Mahomes got this lineup in a row, it would just be anarchy because he would you would win every game as a fantasy player. But Miami, then the Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, and back to Miami. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh my gosh, when Oakland is the the epitome of your tough game, give me a break. I mean, that's um, that's crazy. Yeah, and I guess the other person that I do want to bring up is Nick Foles. We obviously they didn't look great as a team. They got kind of torched, but he got over 20 yards, 296 uh, yards, throwing two touchdowns, one interception. He looked pretty good as far as coming off of a long injury. I thought maybe he'd be more rusty. He does. He's at Tennessee. But what do you think about him? I mean, I think he could, I think he'll probably be OK. I still like the other options better than him. But I mean, he, I think he'll be fine. I don't I don't see him. 15 to 20, they can get you probably in that range. And, you know, sometimes you feel okay with that, but I'd, I'd rather take the other options over Foles right now. Just, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be probably okay. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to hurt your week though. Honestly, I don't think he's going to screw you over because just as long as you know what you're getting, don't, don't expect too much. Right. And then, um, I'm trying to see if there's any defensive plays this week that we're not thinking of, but, I don't know. It's really not Browns. Browns are one of the lower teams playing against Miami, but Miami hasn't been like they haven't been what they were at the beginning of the year. I'll say that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, they haven't just gotten out of the way of they're not good. To let them score. <laughs> yeah, they're not just letting teams completely destroy them. The options aren't great if you're looking at like fifty percent and under because that would mean teams like um, throwing out some teams here about fifty percent under would be Panthers against Saints, and you're not going to do that. Is that would be a bad option for you. Right. Um, we got Jets playing Oakland. Probably not doing that. Redskins playing Detroit. Probably not going to do that. Eagles playing against Seattle. Don't want that one. Titans playing Jacksonville. Maybe. Out of the options so far, Raiders at Jets. That's maybe one. Browns at Miami. Browns at Miami is probably the best option here. Lions at Washington. Maybe you do that one. Oh man, man I, I it's really not good, don't. is it? It's, no, it's, it's, I don't know. There's not a clear cut winner in my head. 
No, there's not at all. I, I would probably play the Lions and hope hope they get that defense figured out. If you're looking at these, but no, nothing great. There's not a great yeah. streaming option <laughs> for next week, though. There's there is some options next week if you're looking ahead already for week 13. Go like pick up. Um, here's one for the that hasn't been maybe great this year, but has a good defensive schedule here. Your schedule coming up. So Eagles in week 13, Miami. Week 14, the Giants. Week 15, Redskins. Could be yeah, a good, uh, good playoff a nice defense there for you. You know, if you're if you're been streaming all year and you really don't have anybody at this point, I think that's a pretty solid D to pick up. But all right, I think that's it for me for waiver wire. I think we stretch as much as we possibly could out of this week waiver wire. <laughs> <laughs> Not much more to do with that one, but all right, that'll be it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.